De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss why direct mail is the best kept secret in marketing. And time to say goodbye to Facebook's wall garden and building a next generation digital marketing strategy. Joining us today is Dave Fink who is the CEO and co-founder of Posty, which is a marketing technology company that has transformed direct mail by enabling it to perform like a digital channel. In doing so, Posty has unleashed the medium's potential and unlocked growth for its advertisers, delivering an average campaign ROAS of 1,382%. And so far this week, Dave and I have talked about quantitizing your mailbox and breaking out of Facebook's wall garden. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about marketing platforms, the next generation. Okay, here's my conversation with Dave Fink the CEO and co-founder at Posty. Dave, congratulations. You have performed the Ironman. You have done three episodes. You got the swim, you got the run, you got the bike. Great job. We're going to talk about marketing platforms, next generation. So we got to start with what does the current generation of marketing platforms look like from your viewpoint? Well, I mean, we'll go back to some of the topics we talked about on the last episode. Facebook and Google, the programmatic platforms, you know, email, Twilio's, you know, the, the innovation that's taken place over the last decade in, in digital platforms has been, you know, meteoric. And I think the expectation that the marketer has today, whether you're someone who's become a, a migrant quant and you started maybe on the brand side, but you evolved over time, or whether you're one of these, you know, new grads who have come out into a world where there's always been these tools, you know, the, the existing platforms, you know, give you, you know, excellence in three different, you know, areas that make it possible to do complex things and, you know, with, with limited resources, you know, one is targeting. And so it's, you know, how do you, you know, find and engage the individuals that are most likely to engage with your brand through this market, you know, through a marketing channel, you know, two is how do you, you know, test and, ensure that the messages that you're putting out there in your ads are telling the story that you want to and eliciting the, the appropriate response from the audiences that you're targeting. And then three is, is measurement. And how do you gain, you know, as uh, accurate insights as possible. And then you, you put all that together through, you know, in some cases, simple, in some cases, a little bit more complex, you know, user interfaces so that you can take ideas from a marketing meeting and execute them very quickly and then you wrap that in a layer of insights. So how do you learn from every you know campaign or campaign test cell that you're you're executing? Th- those are the marketing you know platforms of today. You know, if you rewind you know to 15, 20 years ago and you think about the big dominant platforms that you know were TV and radio, not a home, 
there were no platforms. Maybe there were platforms on the the cell side or, or the the execution side, you know, with a, a TV network or a radio station. But you know, for the advertiser, it was you're negotiating placements and using really kind of generalized demographic data, and you're trusting that the media that you're being charged for cleared. Th- those days are are you know, largely over. There's still channels that are run that way, but it's certainly not the way we think about quantitative platforms. So we have targeting, we have testing, we have measurement. Those are the standard benefits or, or pillars, if you will, of the platforms that's being used today. What's driving change, Dave, towards the next generation? Well, one of the biggest movements has been kind of the, the state stepping in, or at least certain states stepping in and regulating how data is collected and used. So you know, we've seen tremendous fallout from you know maybe a more aggressive set of of platforms that were data platforms or that that leverage data platforms. And so you know what that's helped. Uh, I think that's helped in a couple of ways. One, it's it's brought in some more awareness to the consumer world. So more consumers are are understanding at a more you know at a deeper level how their data is being collected, when they're choosing to share their data, you know, how that data is being used then in a utility fashion or in a in a data aggregation and and targeting fashion. I don't think that that I really don't believe that data collection and data use is is a bad thing. I, I don't necessarily think that consumers should have a right to pure privacy. Any more than you know, I I, do, I think if I choose to walk into a local Target and behave like a knucklehead and start screaming profanity or sharing my opinions in in ways that I wouldn't be proud, like I, I don't think I have a right to then you know have everybody that saw that forget that. I, I think I should have some accountability. And same thing if I post a comment on a news site or a message board or a social platform, like I don't think I it's necessarily a human right that I should be able to do that anonymously either. So there's good uses of data, bad uses of data. That That's really, I think, driving a tremendous amount of innovation. And there's also a bit of a wait and see approach going on right now in so much as you referenced yesterday, you know, you know, Google you know, continues to talk about deprecating the cookie. And the cookie is a reliant tool right now in every ad platform's arsenal I think that the, the good that will come from that, if that truly does go into effect, eventually is it'll kind of force publishers and brands to be overly transparent in how they want to communicate and use data. And, and it'll force them to require things like, you know, gated content, registrations, and and maybe have a deeper, you know, the, the, the silver lining may be a deeper relationship with consumers or viewers or audience members. Yeah, in many ways, we've touched on this last couple uh, conversations, but in many ways that I think what you're talking about here is externalities kind of driving the change as opposed to necessarily innovation on the platform front. Uh, I think the point on you know data privacy is a really good one, but I also would say this kind of tipping point we have between first and third party data. And I have to tell you, I had never really thought about, and I think that's a really kind of a brilliant insight that... Because I have to say, most of us in the digital marketing world are still in that panic mode, right? As the cookie disappears, it does create, and you know, cheers to Google, it does create a scenario where you're a little bit more honest about what you're pursuing when people are coming to your site. And your ability to gain that data is going to depend on your ability to, to service really great content. So in many ways, it kind of forces the hands of digital marketers. I have to say, I've learned a ton. I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I feel like we could dig a lot deeper today into the next generation of digital platforms. But that's where we are today. So thanks for joining us, Dave. Really appreciate your time. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, next time I'm in the Bay Area or you're uh, down in Austin, maybe we'll do it over a, a lunch or a dinner. You got it. Just bring tacos, folks. If you don't know, Austin is the most amazing place. Dave is from Austin, the most amazing place for tacos I've ever been. I have to tell you, I literally almost cried uh, my first bite of an Austin taco. So get down there fast, <laughs> have some tacos. Maybe not today. It's under 14 degrees. I'd say March is probably a good time to go. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Dave Fink, the CEO and co-founder at PostU, for joining us. If you'd like to contact or learn more about Dave, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter or visit his company website at posty.com. Just one more link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, shame on you. Head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. We'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. 